Hi, this is Joe Shannon. I'm a lawyer, a husband, a father of six kids, and I also uh, host a podcast called Opening Statement with Joe Shannon. Please consider listening to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple, and any other folks that host podcasts. Just Google Joe Shannon and podcast and you'll find it. I hope you enjoyed the show. So we're really excited uh, for our opening statement podcast today to introduce to all of you Denise Girock. Denise is a lawyer in Naperville, Illinois, also a CPA, I understand. Yes. And has run businesses and is deep, deep into the practical. She understands what's going on with businesses. She understands what they need. And I've had a, a, a bunch of really great conversations uh, with Denise about a number of things, estate planning, businesses, um, you know, her being a general counsel outside for, for different companies, all these different things. And I thought that you guys would want to hear what she has to say because she has a lot to offer and she's got a different take on things. So um, how are you doing today, Denise? Doing great. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I appreciate oh. it. Oh, yeah. You know what? I One of the things we try and do is uh, we try and bring people on that um, do things a little differently but effectively, because I, you know, I want people not to burn an hour, you know, an hour listening or 45 minutes mm-hmm. and not get something out of it. And, you know, every time that I sit down and have lunch with you or talk with you, I'm, I'm picking up something new. And so why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background? Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? That type of thing. Um, I grew up on the Southwest uh, suburbs of Chicago, uh, Oak Lawn. I was one of uh, six kids. Um, of course, the middle one, because uh, that makes you kind of the politician. You have to deal with both uh, the older ones and the younger ones. And um, I always had, uh, you know, there were lawyers in my family, not uh, directly. My father was a sales rep. Um, so that's where I kind of gravitate towards sales because of him. Um, but yeah, it was a, a great uh, time growing up. And then I went to uh, you know, uh, accounting school, got my CPA with U of I, and then went to uh, IIT Chicago-Kent, got my law degree there. And then after I was out about nine years, I went to uh, Northwestern uh, Executive Master's Program and and got my MBA there. And so I'm a great believer in finding things that you can learn uh, from other people experts out there. So I had my basic education, but now I'm all about um, finding somebody who does something that is great so I can reach more people, that I can get my message out to people, uh, that I can grow, um, you know, an area that will um, make a difference for people. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I, um, I remember I connected with you some years ago and I I would remember you because I like the fact that 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 you owned your own firm. That you know, people that own their own firms have got a lot of guts, in my opinion. I mean, they they just do. They have confidence in themselves. They know how to uh, really um, connect with other business owners that own their own businesses and can see the problem areas because they you know ha- you know growing a business and owning your own business is hard. But I really like 
the fact that you're a numbers person because first of all, people don't understand it's accounting is hard. I mean, you, you look at all these different, I mean, I've had my kids go through college mm -hmm. and getting a accounting or that type of degree from U of I and then becoming a CPA is hard. And so that is what that I really like that aspect. So you understand what these businesses are going through. So during your years of practice, I, I looked at, you know, did a little research for this. You, you do some um, estate planning, you do some business stuff for folks. And then you've got this really pretty cool thing you do for uh, business owners, as well as people that um, are basically passing on their legacy to folks. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yes, I've always uh, been interested in legacy. I, I often thought when I was younger that why does every generation have to learn from the same mistakes, <laughs> you know? And why are we not passing along uh, the values from parent to child? Um, so back in 2007 or so, um, I had a, an older client of mine who had passed away and I did a, a good job of, um, from a, a tax standpoint of transmitting uh, his wealth from himself to his children, to his family. But I felt like I was missing something uh, that uh, really I, all I can term it is like part of his essence. You know, the, the part that I liked about uh, him was the, the conversation, the easy conversation. And um, he would talk with me about those things he learned in life. And I'm like, well, why can't I capture that? So I started doing that. I said, you know, if I'm missing it, the families that I represent, they have to be missing this too. So how do I capture this? So I started a program called Life Lessons. And in that I, you know, bring in a film crew and I set up uh, this like I'm, you know, uh, one of the uh, talk show hosts and, you know, put uh, two chairs next to each other, you know, big lights and the whole business so that it is a, a professional, you know, job. Um, and I talked to them uh, actively about, you know, what, when you were 10 years old, where did you live? What did you want to be when you grew up? Who was your best friend? And as I touch those different points, I get stories. Because in, in my view, uh, after having done this a number of times, every decade of somebody's um, memories are almost in their own file cabinet. And so if I can touch them with a, a question or two, all of a sudden I have a, a, you know, something they haven't thought about in years. So, you know, it's, it's fun to bring that all to life uh, because along with that comes the, the lessons that they learned. And that's where the real gold is, is the lessons that they've learned. That's what I always wanted to do, is pass that on along with the memories to the next generation. So this is like an added on thing that you do for folks that, and, and have you tried it with, with a succession, you know, in corporations? Uh, yes, I, I've been working on this. This is an, an add-on there too. And that has a, a different approaches. So for instance, um, if your approach is to have, um, I'm capturing the culture, I'm capturing the history, you know, why did uh, grandfather uh, set this uh, company up? Why did he choose the product that he did? Um, you know, what did he expect was a huge, who he, what audience was he helping? 
Um, you know, so it can be that, but it's also morphed to as people get to the point, well, I'm looking at selling my business because maybe my kids are not as invested or my grandkids are not as interested. They're all artists and I'm a, an engineer kind of thing, you know? Um, you know, then how are we going to increase the value of that company? And the way we have to do it is we have to incorporate all of that stuff that happened before, the culture, the history, where they came from, along with what's their brand? What markets do they still have bandwidth in? How are they going to get there? And interview people that are within the companies that are responsible for those to make the potential buyers more excited about the prospect of buying this company. And, you know, there have been companies we've done this with where they have gotten a, a lot more in sale price uh, than they would have without it. Um, we're starting to work with some, um, you know, private equity people who are trying to sell businesses. And some of them have said, I would not sell a business without doing it this way. Because Interesting. it gives such a good return. So how do you tell your story? You know, it's all about the story. Wow. So you, so not only are you uh, a CPA, a lawyer, now you're like a, I don't know, kind of like a talk show host now. Yeah, I'm a storyteller. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You know, but I like thing. having people tell their own story. So it's not my words. When I, I have the film editor edit out my life lessons, I'm not on there at all. Right. I just uh, remind people to, you know, speak some of the question and their answer, and then you know they're on there telling their story. Right now we're we're about six or seven months into this whole COVID 2020 nightmare, and um, one thing that I can look forward to um, in my inbox and in my email is an email from Denise, basically trying to help me with. Uh, estate planning, business planning, and she's got all these great videos. Why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the stuff that you've put together online? Um, well, you know, I think a lot of attorneys um, that have a lot of experience, they keep it between their ears. And that's rather selfish, isn't it? <laughs> so instead, I decided that I would be um, become more of a content creator. I like doing video um, because it's a very personal experience when, you know, even though I'm not looking at a, a person that's going to be looking at this, you know, they have a sense of who I am and uh, what I'm saying. They may have other questions that are particular to their situation, but it's a very personal experience. So between that and I do a, a lot of blog posting, I write articles. Um, you know, I have a YouTube channel, um, you know, so I, I just want to uh, have the, the knowledge and the wisdom that I've uh, gained through, um, you know, having to go through things with my clients or go through things in my businesses over time. I want to share that knowledge with people so that maybe they have a leg up and they don't have to go through some of those things. Sure. You know, you know, one of the things that our firm that we uh, stress for every lawyer is we want each of us to become a thought leader. Right. And um, so we have uh, thought leaders in, in you know, trucking cases, thought leaders in uh, mesothelioma, thought leaders in, 
you know, vaccine injuries, which is a sub-practice, uh, bad faith insurance, you know, workers' compensation, all these types of things. And, you know, when I, when I talk to them, I say, listen, um, how close are you to becoming the thought leader on that? And how are you sharing that? Because, you know, one of the things as lawyers is you, you're supposed to give back. You're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to be really good at what you do. That's a given. But how can you share your knowledge to people that, you know, not everybody can hire you. Share your knowledge with other people too. I mean, if you're really good at what you do, you're going to have plenty of business. You're going to get the best cases, I believe, or the best clients because you give them the right care. Um, and so you're becoming a thought leader. What, what are some of the areas where you, you want to be the, the thought leader, Denise? Um, well, one of the, the newer areas, um, you know, we started probably about five years ago is uh, our outsourced general counsel program. Uh, because I have so much, um, you know, background and experience in, in business, in, you know, um, I want to um, see a lot of lot more success in my business clients, and so um, I'm uh, I've always been uh, you know a coachable person myself, and so I uh, have been in strategic coach, genius network, lots of different things where I learn a lot of concepts. So my outsourced general pro uh, counsel program is really geared towards the overall, like a holistic approach to um, being a general counsel for a firm. So a lot of these companies may not be able to afford a full-time in-house person. So instead they rely on, you know, five or six or seven different lawyers doing different things and they, nobody knows how to manage them. Um, how do we, instead of getting into all those problems, how do we instead look at how do we prevent them? You know, we, we talk about preventable diseases. How about preventable legal problems? How about we figure out how to um, cause our clients, those business owners, to focus on growth so they can keep their eyeballs on growing, 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 and where they want to be in five years as against getting derailed all the time uh, consistently with a particular, you know, area or problem. How do we mitigate against that? And so that's really what our outsourced general counsel program is geared towards. You know, looking at doing template documents, uh, looking at what, what the problems are, um, and if they're in a particular area, bringing in the talent that is going to train, um, you know, that area. So if it's always in the HR area, let's bring in people that are going to train against that. Uh, maybe you have the wrong people in the wrong jobs. Now that doesn't sound like a, you know, a normal attorney would do. However, um, I always looked at you know, an attorney for a, a company as being like that consigliere, you know, like from the Godfather, you'd whisper in their ear. Um, and you're supposed to be all about the success of your business that you're working with. And so that's really what we're about. We're kind of success people wanting to make sure that all of your um, different areas are built out thoroughly so that you are going to be able to eventually sell this thing or buy more companies. You'll have the bandwidth to do it. Um, so, you know, I, I look at it, every business owner says, I got a dream. Well, you know, my job is how do I help you find that and do it and accomplish it?
Kind of like that Jerry Maguire scene, help me help yeah. you. Right. And so so let me ask you this question. What, what's your, you know, I always look upon what an avatar situation is. What's, what's the perfect situation for you? So what level of company would be a company that, uh, like, for, for example, what kind of revenues uh, would be a, a company that, that, that you would just be just perfect for you would be some situation where, you know, you're talking to that CEO um, and you're saying this, this is why I'm perfect for you. It's going to be, it's going to cost you hardly anything compared to what I'm going to save you. What, what kind of company is that company, that perfect company that you would represent? Well, it really is. It starts with the owner's mindset, believe it or not. You know, it has to be somebody that's like, jeepers, I've tried everything and I've been looking for someone like you all of my life. Where have you been? How do we work together? That's a, a different mindset than somebody who is saying, hey, I'm on the clock and this is costing me money. They don't look at it as a cost. They look at it, this is an investment in my business. And I know I'm going to need this long term if I double in size, and maybe I will hire somebody in house, because I will have the availability to do that. In the meantime, how do I do this? So it's that that is the first and foremost, but I find it works uh, the best um, in uh, revenue of like 10 million and up. If they get up to 8090 million dollars in revenue. Uh, then generally they are ready to hire some, you know, an in-house counsel. At that point, we would like them to be ready, though. We'd like to have the legal platform built out for them, the procedures and everything uh, done so that the, the person they hire can step right in and where we were and replace us. So let's talk about a company that's got 10 million in revenue, for example. Mm -hmm. You come in and you, you hit it off with the CEO. He wants to grow to be a $30 million company or she does, let's, let's talk about, uh, uh, we've seen, we're seeing a lot of, of new women-owned businesses sure. taking off and it's, it's awesome. And especially in our legal um, arena, there's, you know, I think over half the graduates are women now. So you, you have this, uh, this gal owns this business, she's got 10 million and she wants to build, build it to be a 30 million. What's the number one issue that's facing these folks that you can help them with? Give me a list. Well, a list. Okay. Cause I don't know if there's number ones, but um, you know, I think one issue is not taking the time to really look at their business plan consistently, you know? Um, and uh, that may be because they have to take their eyes off of, um, you know, where they're going uh, too many times for legal reasons. Um, you know, second is, uh, you know, looking forward to, you know, where they want to be down the road, they've got it in their business plan. But now how do we uh, roll that into our sales plan, for instance? Um, what kind of clients do we need to have um, in there to uh, maintain that? All of this translates into the legal documents that are behind all of these things. So we look at, um, you know, what the vision is for the firm right up front. Then, um, you know, we evaluate every area that they have. So HR, we take a look at that. If they're manufacturing, I bring in someone that's going to look at what are the issues? Are they consistently having trucking problems? You know, this is in your field. Um, you know, are there people um, having accidents all the time? Uh, what is it that needs, what's broken that needs to be fixed? 
um, and getting all of those parts of their platform up and running in a smooth way with the least amount of legal impact is what we're aiming for. And then looking at how do we help and assist in the growth, because that's my background, is you know, how, do, how do we grow? How do, you know, from marketing to sales, um, you know, are your salespeople trained? How often do they get trained on answering sales objections? Um, you know, that again, that doesn't sound a, a lot like the traditional uh, lawyer, I will admit, but I'm a blend of so many things <laughs> at this point that that's what excites me. You know, nothing would, uh, you know, excite me more if I, after five years or three years of working with a company that they have gotten from their 10 to their $30 million in revenue. And, you know, they, they are successful at that and they have the people in place that are going to support it. It almost sounds like your, uh, your expertise is in, in business planning, Denise. Well, there's, you know, there's a lot of that, but what did the old school uh, lawyers who were consigliers do? You know, they probably didn't ever have a concept of a consultant, um, you know, who is a business planner. Uh, they were just part of the planning for things and moving uh, the ball down the field. So, you know, uh, yes, I do have that in my background, um, but, you know, in bringing in consultants, if you're not in the inside looking in, um, you know, they don't always have the same concept or knowledge or background to really have the sense of what should we do and how does this impact the culture or whatever. Since we are on the inside looking in um, as outsourced general counsel, we can, uh, you know, look at those things and see how they mesh with their culture, with their history, um, you know, and evaluate people because we work with them all the time on different issues within uh, their uh, different management teams. See if people are the right uh, players um, and um, advise uh, our corporate uh, business owners accordingly. Again, the, the thought is always to have that business um, owner uh, they're the ones who are out there getting the sales. I know they have a team, but they're the ones who are getting the, the ones that have the biggest sales. Uh, their give dream- some, uh, some examples of, of uh, you know, during your career where you as the outs outsourced general counsel have done what you just talked about. Um, we've done it in um, a manufacturing context. Uh, we have done it in, um, I had one guy, he was a real estate guy, and he had, I think it was about 25 different companies at the time, um, you know, different properties and different things. And he just didn't invest in, um, you know, uh, the, the basic things that you should have. So each, he didn't pay attention to like corporate formalities. Um, he'd form them and then he'd forget about them. And he didn't have any one person in charge of anything. So uh, after I did an audit of everything he had, um, I, I made him draw me a picture of how these all interrelated. Um, and he drew one picture, then I got all of his annual reports from Secretary of State. I had a second picture. Then I got his tax returns since I can read all of those. I had a third picture and I found that there were three um, different companies that had never filed tax returns. Oh boy. So, you know, there's things like that that cause problems later, maybe not up front because you're ignoring them, but who's minding the store? <laughs> right. You know? 
And so why do we want to have these problems, which are going to morph into something a lot bigger than uh, we need to look at? You know, one of the things that, that we're trained in law school is to identify issues, right. you know, in a fact pattern and then identify issues that then also the next thing is to never make any assumptions. Right. You know, that the owner was assuming that he had everything filed and that somebody mm -hmm. else had taken care of it when they hadn't. And that's why we have, you know, lawyers and accountants figure this stuff out. One of the things that, that um, it would seem that your business would provide value is, is from a tax planning standpoint. I mean, we, we, different, we have different administrations come and go. You know, the, the code changes all the time. Um, it's imperative that, that whoever's doing your, your tax returns or do your tax planning understands business. I mean, understands what's deductible, what's not, understands mm -hmm. what, what losses can be carried forward, all these types of things that you know, normal people don't even think about, um, including me. Okay. So that's why I got a you know, really good accountant. But um, is, is your is your focus um, that uh, as far as you know, I know you have a limited time in your life, so like like all of us, you split it up with a number of different different areas of practice, Denise. How do you find the time to do all this stuff? Well, like uh, for instance, in tax planning, you know, we work with uh, if they have a CFO, um, if they have uh, an outside accountant. We work with them, uh, but I understand the concepts. So yeah. now um, here's another example. Uh, the owner comes to us and says, hey, I just got this opportunity to buy out this company. Um, normally they'll just give us, here, here are the, the economics that we already cut. I, I did a letter of intent, I signed it, look. And now you're stuck with whatever, however he set it up. So normally I look at it and say, well, if, do you know if you had done it this other way, you could have saved yourself tax dollars? No, I didn't know that. So set it up that way. No, you've got it set up this way. So you're stuck with it. Um, this is the economics of the deal. So, you know, a lawyer should always be knowledgeable about what the tax impact is so that we can be talking with the owner as the thing progresses um, you know, about what uh, tax impact we have to look for, how to structure that letter of intent so that we end up with the best result for the company. So I'm not meaning uh, in my corporate uh, program to supplant uh, either the outside CPA or um, uh, the CFO within the company. Instead, I'm looking to, um, you know, amplify what they do because it's important um, you know, you want the, the deal to go through, but you want the right deal at the right price with the right tax impact. And, you know, that requires though working together with that team of people. Tell me about that manufacturing company that, that you helped out. What, what, give me the before and after on that one. Well, um, you know, we looked at, there were some problems in uh, different areas uh, of the company. And, um, you know, they had some environmental issues. Um, so I had brought in a, a manufacturing expert. And, and the first thing we did is basically an audit of all the different things to say, okay, what um, regulatory things have we had issues with? And it identified that there was a problem on, on the property that had not been properly managed. 
um, are dealt with. So, you know, in that case, we uh, were able to uh, manage the environmental uh, issue. And then there were other issues. So we kind of prioritized them when we came in to see what other things that there were. Um, you know, were that was there proper safety training? In that case, there you know needed to be more safety training as well. So we're looking at all things that could result in not just a, a lawsuit against them, but the knock on the door from uh, you know OSHA or whatever agency it is that's going to cause them to slow down the presses. I got to deal with this instead of going out and getting the big uh, deal I I wanted to bring in as the business owner. Sure. You know, I always ask folks that are on the show uh, about some defining moments in their life, you know, that, that they've had. It doesn't have to be business. Could be. Um, how about you, Denise? Can you tell us some about, uh, there's been a, probably a number of them. You know, is there any bigger ones that you want to share with us? Um, I don't know that. I mean, every, when you, you get to be um, uh, out in practice long enough, the thing that I recognized is I could look back on life and, you know, everything, every time I had something that was, I considered major at the time that went wrong, I used to sit down and I'd write out all of the lessons I learned from it. And I thought, boy, I'm an oddball. I've never heard of anybody do this before. But I thought in my, my own brain, I didn't want to repeat that one. That was a bad experience, but I learned so much from it sometimes pages of handwritten notes of, of things that I learned from it. And it, and it changed me. It made me a, a better at giving a great advice to people. I could uh, recount my experiences and how it, it might impact them if they you know, chose to go the other route they were going to go. Um, so uh, you know, that now I can also look back and I can say, you know, there's like stepstones that are behind me of stones that I have stood at in different points in my life. And all of those things have led me to where I am today. Even the, That's the great. good and the bad. And you know, when you're um, 22, you can't see any of this. Uh, when you get a little bit older than that, you have the vantage point that's totally different. You can not only look ahead and say, I see for myself this and that and the other thing, but you can look back and say, I am where I am because of everything I've been through, all of the people that I have met through my life that have added to it. it it's a, a point of gratitude um, as well as um, a point of self-awareness, if you will. And so Sounds I like look at it. Uh... Sounds like you got a book coming coming out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is there one coming out? Well, I have one now on everything you want to know about estate planning in uh, Illinois. Uh, oh, good. Um, and I'm working on one uh, with uh, things about uh, our corporate uh, outsourced general counsel program. Um, All right. Where can they get the Where can they get the first book? The first book is uh, just available on Amazon, or if uh, you know your listeners want, uh, I'll be happy to send them a copy. Um, they just need to e email me, and I don't know if you put our, my email on the bottom so they get it right. Um, Why don't you tell us what it is? Okay, it's uh, D-E-N-I-C-E-G at G-I-E-R-A-C-H lawfirm.com. Great. And so- If they Google Denise Gierak, they, they, should, yeah. they should find you and- it's Denise with a C, right? 
That's correct. That's good. That's good. So um, one book down, another book coming, and maybe we'll get that life lessons book, huh? Yep, that's going to come too. <laughs> going to come too. I mean, it, it's surprising in COVID, people are are more attuned to what their life story is um, because I guess they're sitting home thinking about you know things. Sure. So yeah, I, I think you know you know one of the things that you you kind of described it early on is the, the essence of, of who a person is. And, you know, some people could say, oh, it's their physical characteristics, you know, yeah. they look like, et cetera. But, you know, as we all know, you know, look, thinking back to our parents or our grandparents, it was more their, you know, the way they talked to us, the way they connected with us. And that's, uh, uh, you know, something that's intangible that you're trying to catch on that, that legacy thing, which I really like the life, life lessons thing. I, I right. think it's a real, real game changer for you and a really neat thing for your clients that you know, they can leave more than just money to their kids. They can leave their wisdom. They can leave their life experience. They can leave all those types of things. So um, yeah, folks, just you know, uh, Google Denise Girak, G-I-E-R-A-C-H, Naperville. And you'll find uh, a really cool world that she's developed, um, you know, virtually. And then look at her little cool office there in Naperville. It's a pretty nice place. It's, it, and tell us where that is. Uh, we're at 1776 Legacy Circle, Suite 104 in Naperville. So that's, is that right off Deal Road area? Right off of Deal Road. And that's our main office. We also have a satellite office in Hoffman Estates. Nice. And so listen to the patriotic uh, address, 1776. Wow. <laughs> I'm telling you. And then, so do you practice in other states at all, Denise? Um, yeah, I'm licensed to practice in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Sounds like that's a good place to be in the wintertime, Denise. Yeah, it would be. If I didn't have uh, so many irons in the fire, I'd be there. <laughs> good. Well, listen, um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I think you know, we'll probably have another discussion down the line, uh, but I, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time from your busy day to, to let us know, you know what's available out there. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. This was just a, a lot of fun and uh, I'm anxious to uh, connect with any people in your audience that would like to connect. Sounds great, Denise. Have a good okay. day. Have a great day. All right, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the opening statement with Joe Shannon. You can find us on the internet at shannonlawgroup.com or telephone our office at 312-578-9501. Have a terrific day.